0: Now, all right, here we go. It is another episode of Better. I am one of your hosts, Dr. John Duffy. With me is the bright eyed and curious <laughs> Julie Duffy. Bug eyed. <laughs> well, we've, we're, we're into the matcha again today. <laughs> so everyone's a little bug eyed. Um, uh, issue one schools. You Back got, to school. You got to open the schools. You got to <laughs> open the schools. You absolutely cannot. Open the schools, you got to close the schools, you got to shut the schools down, you got to do e learning, you need virtual learning, is what you need. Absolutely, virtual learning, you need Zoom classes, but you have to be in session in person, period. Hope that's clear. Oh no. you need uh, an A and a B you need the Monday and Tuesday for group A who can go into their classrooms but they have to be at least three to six feet apart uh, group B can go in on Thursday and Friday with a cleansing day on Wednesday which is virtual learning hopefully that's very clear group A and B switch the second week and offense and defense also switch <laughs> and you change end zones this so, is many people's actual plan, sir um, I know, I know. And I'm not looking to mock anybody's plan. My, I, I think what I want to say is um, I'm in a weird, I think, fairly unique position in that um, on the nearly daily, I am in touch with students and faculty and staff, board members, um, and parents. So I, kinda, I think I have a little... Kind of overview of what this all looks like, and um, and let's start by giving credit where credit is due. This is a nightmare yeah. for um, you know for for every board member out there and all the faculty and staff trying to puzzle something together that is. An unresolvable, Absolutely. unfixable thing. <laughs> my hat is off to you because I bet this is not what you pictured your summer being <laughs> like. Like, I think a lot of times you go into education thinking the year's hard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I get these couple of months to do something different. Oftentimes it's another job, right? I'm going to work. I'm going to do retail for a while. It's going to be give my brain a rest. Yeah. And imagine, imagine the brain power it takes. It's like... Um, it's a logic box. You know, You know, uh, do you remember this in philosophy class? Where no. Where it's effectively, it's like Escher art. It's an unsolvable riddle. Yeah. So um, effectively, going back to school right now is an unsolvable riddle because the trick is there's a variable you have no control over. <laughs> so you cannot solve for X. So you can control right. six of the other variables, right? And, and everyone is getting a beat on that. But everyone knows there's an X out there they can't control, right? And so um, that that fundamentally is the problem, and that is nobody's fault. Who's trying to fix it? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, so um, what what I, I'm about to talk about, and what I think you're about to probably chime in on as well, is. Um, no slam on anybody who is earnestly trying to figure this out and the last thing i want to see is for this issue to become somehow politicized and divisive and it already is mm-hmm. so um so here here's what i think and this is based on talking to a bunch of people and people have asked me every single day like what do you think and mm-hmm. i've like with the beginning of the pandemic when i was certain about how families were supposed to handle it i i think two weeks ago i would have said something different a week ago i did say something different than i'm gonna say now but i think that um the only reasonable course of action given that we cannot solve for x the number of covid cases that are going to show up in any school anywhere is you got to punt this you've got to do remote learning for a while and um and we've got a friend. Um, who brilliantly has the idea of not saying punt for the semester, but saying, you know what, punt for a quarter. You know, like let's punt for a quarter and and give us eight weeks to really work on this and either we perfect this thing, this virtual learning thing, and we do that for another quarter and then next semester we get back to as close to normal as possible.
1: Yeah, I or, like that idea, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I I never thought of that. I like the idea of breaking it down in, in something that's um, uh you know, manageable like a, a small period of time. People can wrap their brains around that, and then if they make the decision, then they can uh they can then really take the next few weeks and actually lock that down and prepare for that online learning and make it really really good. Um, it also takes out the all the crazy choices that every family and every kid in the family has to make.
0: It's too haphazard, um, it's too much to ask.
1: So much pressure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of kids, um, you know, their parents understandably, uh, because every almost every kid has the option, every family has the option of opting out. So, you know, um, I don't know of the school or school district that is saying you have to participate right. in, in in-person classes. Which is a, um, a generous, smart move, but, again, there's a variable you can't control for here, and that is how emotionally that falls on a kid. And this is not... And socially. And socially. It's not incidental. Like, I'm scared to go to class, I don't want to be there, but I don't want to miss out on whatever's happening there, and I don't know what people are going to say about the kid who's not there, right? Right. And um, and I know that in some districts not too far from where we are, <laughs> there is a little parent shaming going on already with parents who have decided, like, I'm going to hold my kids out for this semester, this quarter, or I'm going to send my kids. And this idea, you're going to put your kids at risk or really you're going to do it. For, you're going to keep your kids out of school for this, you know, right. like and really leadership. Needs to step in here and just decide you know like and and there is no great decision so um I've been citing when I talk about this I think a lot about the my favorite line ever in a movie was in Argo uh um, where um Ben Affleck was sending, bringing a team into Iran, maybe, to free some hostages. And the way they were doing it was they were making a fake movie with a crew and stuff that were actually military. <laughs> and uh, I think he goes to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and he says, uh, "Son, do we have a better bad idea than this?" And he said, <laughs> "No, sir. This is the best shitty idea we have." <laughs> I like that. And I think this is the best shitty idea we have for a shitty situation.
1: Yeah, I do like the eight-week thing. Not that, you know, it matters what I think, but I that did feel um God, what's the word I want? It felt uh
0: digestible?
1: Yes. Exactly the word I was looking for. Holla. That feels digestible. I don't know if this is uh that if this fits in right here, but it kinda does. We were at our friends last night, socially distanced on their back porch, Kathy and Todd Adams. Um and uh with Cameron and J.C. and Skylar. And um, she was saying, if I knew that this was going to be over January 1, like, I would look at everything so differently. And I I, I felt a shift and, and some relief in that. Um, like, if we knew this was, was going to be over and things are going to be back to normal, how would we look at this time? We might be less or I'll speak for myself just sort of anxious and undone and I might embrace it more and celebrate it more and like really um, uh, I don't know bathe in this you know time where we can be sort of sequestered or with our family more um, with smaller you know smaller groups and it, yeah if we knew there was an end in sight
0: so so yeah, it's collective anxiety management really is what we're looking to do here, you know, and, and it's no small thing because left in the unknown, and, and everybody knows that any plan other than virtual learning is a short-term plan. So um, no matter what your plan is, we're going full bore in, um, Any anything short of that, every kid I know, every single kid I can think of would say, yeah, that's fine until COVID starts r- r- rushing through my school, which might take a day, it might take a week, it might take two, but it's not going to take longer than that. You know, like they are well aware that the plan's going to disintegrate at some point. And they're not wrong, right? I mean, you know, like the law of averages says, you know, like if there's a school in America that runs the semester COVID free, that's that's just a statistical anomaly, right? Yeah. So, if we, you know, facing reality, this makes sense. And eight weeks is digestible, mm-hmm. and it's a known. And we're dealing with so few knowns here that we need one or two. And, um, and in talking with this friend of ours um, and um, some board members that we know, um, there is a uh, – a press from some people, which I really like to maintain some in-person contact, some extracurriculars um, so that uh, kids aren't as um, isolated as they were at the end of last semester because we didn't have any options then. We just had to react, right? So um, that is, again, not pointing a finger and saying we did a bad job of teaching e-learning that was, you know... I talked to um, uh, a, a, an expert in that area who said to put together a reasonable e-learning program would take a good five years of wow. kind yeah. of um, beta testing. And, but so, and, and, and this was done in over a weekend. <laughs> so our, effectively, <laughs> e-learning had to be done over a weekend or if they were lucky, they were able in some districts to extend a spring break one extra week, so it was done over two weeks on the long end.
1: Well, and a lot of schools didn't even have it—the option of it, right? Because yep. people weren't
0: um, didn't have the the tech to do it. But there's this opportunity to be creative, right? So, um, so school buildings, by and large, are going to be open. So you can have some small group masked meetings where you know you could say, like, on Wednesday we're going to meet. At, you know, the, this math class is going to meet. Um, you know, but not everybody all at once, but this group and then this group and then this group or whatever. You know, um, and then. Some plays can still go on virtually and some, you know, uh, some groups and clubs, uh, any kind of activism can continue. Um, But there can be this now plan for the next month instead of trying to figure out something that is not figure outable to think, okay, how do we engage? And that's the word that's on my mind is if this is the inevitable, let's talk about keeping kids engaged because kids will tell me. You know, the second half of last semester, the problem for them was isolation and disengagement. They didn't feel engaged in any coursework or connected with a single peer, and that's not going to work. Right. You know, that, so if we're going to really think about what is good for the emotional well-being of the kids, academically, I, I will defer to experts on that, but you know, I think the more engaged a kid is in classrooms, you know, the more they're looking at a teacher in a classroom, the more they're able to actually talk with a teacher through either a Zoom call or in the classroom on occasion, that that makes way more sense to me than something that is recorded or, you know, just straight up assignment based, which is absolutely disengaging. And kids told me, Effectively, they learned their way around that within a few days, and so if they, they said, "If you do that, we're gonna we're gonna find our way around that. That's not engaging. That's not interesting. Um, we'll cheat. Yeah, <laughs> like we'll cheat if we have to because it's not that hard. You know what I mean? Like I can. If you give me a multiple choice question, I'm googling it, and I'm not gonna learn anything. So you gotta you got we gotta be more creative than that. But for social emotional stuff. That's where that's where the next challenge is. Like, you know, how to keep kids engaged? because if they're not engaged, man, they've in all fairness and doing the math, a lot of kids haven't been in school now for six months yeah. once we get back to it. That's a lifetime man, you know, and and to be, I'm glad they're they've got some time together this summer, um, but they're gonna have to to maintain some degree of emotional wellness. They're gonna have to have some connection with teachers. With coaches, with um, music teachers, with uh, whatever you know, whatever their thing is, and with each other, and um, and if some of that can be safe and in person, better. Yeah. You know. Um. So that's that, that's kind of where we're where we stand on this. Am I right?
1: Well, I mean, I you know, I I did like the idea of you know the eight week chunk starting online and that it's not a whole semester so it's um it's finite and then i i didn't even think about the fact that when kids were doing online learning i don't know why i pictured teachers in classrooms but of course they weren't because the schools were closed right so if you can set up you know if teachers are teaching in classrooms and kids are actually on a schedule in a class, like online in a class with a teacher leading it, that's di- that's different, right? That's better. Way better. And, and then um, you can finesse, like you said, maybe those small groups coming in to meet. Um, yeah, so there's some good news there. I think that those things sound, sound good.
0: And if I can be so bold, because I think educators have very a lot of time on their hands right now. Um <laughs> <laughs> no I, I just want to throw out a thought Just, and I kind of just want to bookmark this um, this next year for schools and school districts no matter what it's going to be messy um, and we can look at that as a disaster or an opportunity and the opportunity I smell here um, comes not from me but from the kids I work with and um, the way we teach right now doesn't work very well. Kids tell me this. Yeah. So the idea of education reform um, with a nod toward the fact that we have an Internet and kids want to learn in a more interactive way and want to be part of the process, want, teaching, want learning to be as much a discussion because they're discerning and they want to learn how to learn as much as they want to learn material um, I think I think we have this old agrarian method for, for, for teaching kids and, and, and housing them for seven hours and just right. keeping them occupied with busy work. Then, and I think we can streamline this process and make it really work for kids so that they are, um, again, engaged in a different way because um, I see really, 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 really bright kids who – just aren't engaged in what's happening. And so the grading system doesn't work for them. The methodology doesn't work for them. Um, Sitting still doesn't work for them the way it probably worked for us. Um, And there's more, they know more than we did when we were kids. They have access and they know how to figure things out more. Um, So uh, if there's ever been an opportunity to take a year and reform the whole deal this is the year you know like and and so from the top down this would be a really cool thing to decide like what do we want to add to the system yeah that um and what can we take away now you know and there's a lot probably that kids do not need to learn because as (laughs) kids keep telling me you guys teach as if we don't have the internet like we right. we know how to learn stuff. We know how to figure it out. Like give us that assignment. Tell us to tell us to teach the thing that we're supposed to learn tomorrow. We can do that. We can send four kids up there. We'll do a whole PowerPoint. We'll take the whole hour. It'll be way more fun. Okay, that's a great
1: idea. I don't know if we're like sitting here, you know, oversimplifying something that people are fussing their ass to to we're figure not out, do it. but I but but as far as engagement, I love the idea of like right having kids, you know, take turns teaching the class. Yeah. So then they have to prep and, you know, be on be on
0: Well, kids and- kids kind of I'm telling you, man, like this may seem unlikely to to anybody in education who's listening, who is looking at kids who are like half asleep or trying to sneak looks at their phone or whatever. But this is what kids are asking for overtly wow. when they're not in the classroom. You know what I mean? They want to be part of the process. They don't want to be bored all day long. Right. They want to do something. And um, passivity. A lot of their time outside of school is passive time. You know, like so. To the degree right. that we can make that more, um, you know, intellectually engaging and part of the process. The better for kids
1: yeah and and so yeah i think it could be fun i'm sure it's a lot of extra work though to think outside the box as a teacher um and you know get creative about how to keep kids engaged um and it i don't know it could be cool to just have that freedom yeah yeah i mean right. as an instructor and as like a class to like how can i um you know keep kids engaged and involved and um you know do this in a cool it's a new frontier.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah. Um so that's just something for all the educators to think about. So what Um, are littles
1: doing like the same? Um in a first graders, second graders, third graders?
0: What do you mean? Model wise the same. What do you mean?
1: (laughs) So little kids are sitting there all day long, um on their computers listening to their teacher talk?
0: You mean like right now?
1: Um, uh, going forward, if that's, if they do remote learning, I don't know why I'm, I'm picturing it in, no, no, the, in a high probably, school context.
0: No, right? So I think about the high school context and the middle school context more than anything else. But no, they would uh, um, abbreviate this a lot for younger kids because um, they just won't be as attentive, right? So. Um, They'd probably have, you know, kind of a, I can envision that they would have a morning kind of greeting and, you know, work on this for a little while and then we'll come back. You yeah, know, yeah, and, yeah. and maybe having like three or four points of contact over the course of maybe the morning and then, you know, let them kind of. Now everybody go for outside and play. Yeah, and come exactly. Back. Right. Yeah. Um, which some of this stuff. We should probably be paying attention as we go because some of this stuff might be what we want to do going forward, right? There's going to be, whenever you do something um, that is not the norm, you're going to learn something. Yeah. And and, and we might stumble upon something here that works. So we should probably keep our eyes open, right? Yeah. Um, All right. So uh, I think we've. what we're going to do is we're going to take a a cabinet uh, position, and we're going to manage that every week. So we're going to take over health and human services next week. But this was our week Whoa. for taking over education. No, thank you. And um, and I think we've kind of solved education. And um, so uh, just. But the
1: main thing that you wanted to say is that yeah, people, families and kids need answers, and they you know that right? And a lot of of student, a lot of districts have decided.
0: Yeah, but this question mark for a lot of districts, especially around here, but not, well, not solely though, across the nation, um, haven't decided or are still on the fence, uh, I I think, to lend um, a clear answer to people now, like really, really soon, because anxiety is rising. and, uh, And trust me, that's, a fact, I say that all the time, and I know it probably gets old to hear me say that. And I, people are probably like, Duffy, when is anxiety yeah. not rising? Because I feel like that's all I ever say, it's
1: not not rising now,
0: right? But, <laughs> but I, I'm telling you, like, what if people knew, okay, for the next two months, yeah. or for the first two months, this is how this is going to be. I can breathe for the rest of this time, you know, till and I can get my kids in this mindset, yes. right? You know, and and not, am- and 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 we we were talking to, um our friend's daughter um, last night and you know and you can feel that um, she can kind of work with that kind of a mindset right where it's like oh yeah if I know I can kind of adapt I'm pretty adaptable if I know.
1: Well think about how families have to get their ducks in a row you know there's working parents and there's kids of different ages and if you well for some
0: families there's lunch there's you know there's actually like you know, there's some financial consideration too, right? I yeah, mean, you so have to get your you have to get your house in
1: order. Um, so, yeah, the longer it is upheaval, um, just the messier it is. Yeah,
0: we need we need to to get rid of some of the unknowns. Period. Um, you had something uh, on your list of uh, agenda items. Yeah, no, I I just wanted to talk
1: about like finding our sense of humor. Um, and no really i haven't been able to tap into that much lately I
0: <laughs> but i had a,
1: a friend who had a really kind of wacky do experience and she made a little video and sent it to me and it was you know she kind of overheard some people you know talking about all the conspiracy theories and actually believing them and and you know that was kind of depressing for me but you know she she said she texted me Oh my God. You know, my mom and I were just cracking up and I literally was like, oh my gosh, I forgot. I forgot that that's an option. (laughs) You know, these days will pass and these things are on all of our plates. And I guess we can, um, you know, I just want, I need to lighten up a little bit. You know, I'm seeing some of my friends navigate all of this with you know you know the, the COVID piece and, and living life in a, in smaller circles, navigate it with, with great care. But also, there's I, I see a, a lightness in them. You know, they're not I, I'm more worried about things than I thought I would be. And John
0: would concur,
1: <laughs> but um,
0: I yeah, forgot, man, it is a surprise.
1: <laughs> I forgot about um, yeah, you know, when someone says something you know that you might think is a little kooky, like you could pick just laughing and not i don't mean laughing at them or maybe but just laughing like i forgot about you know having a sense of humor which we usually kind of live in like laughter but i have forgot i literally forgot about it so i just want to remind anyone else who forgot about having a sense of humor
0: (laughs) well one I, i guess the luxury a lot of us have um those of you who are educators for sure um me uh, is when you're hanging around with, like, kids, you laugh a lot. Yeah. Like, you know, like, because the, you're, you're able to laugh at the, uh, even at really grim moments, sometimes that's like the gallows humor. That, I love that stuff. I, I like taking the darkest of times and joking about it, you know. Um, this this is something the family I grew up in was pretty good at. Um, mm, wait.
1: Whoa. let me revise that
0: um the the people who are no longer with us from the family i grew up in my my younger brother tom and my my dad were funny and irreverent yeah. irreverent in in, in the and the three of us happened to have shared the worst of times and we were probably the right trio to do it because we had some great laughs in psychiatric institutions and um, holding
1: cells. (laughs) Yeah, so comedians, um, you know, this is a a tough time. You know, so stand-up comedy is typically where we can go, you know, for some of that relief and they're they're irreverent. They can be irreverent, kind of right away about things and there's some relief in that. You know, just to be able to laugh about it, like lighten up. So I was listening to sebastian maniscalco has a podcast with this other dude sorry i don't remember his name um and they're just kind of talking about i i just it felt good to just listen to them talk about they were kind of kvetching about you know quarantine and you know and, and sebastian's talking about so you know my wife and i are taking a walk we don't plan to go onto the beach but we decide to we you know we so you know we got the stroller and it hits the sands. So we got to empty the stroller we got the two kids you know we find our spot and um you know we get in the water and then you know you know when when you're sitting there and you're playing with your kid and then all of a sudden there's like a kid that's kind of looming around you know because their parents aren't paying attention to them and you know i don't know it's just funny because that's that I've, that's happened a million times to us and it's it, it's darling but like when you're trying to socially distance and like kind of venture out and it was just funny it was just funny just you know them making comments about you know different aspects of this that are annoying and just it was just a relief to me and I forget I've been forgetting to laugh honestly when my friend said "cheater and her mom were laughing about these people talking about you know this is a hoax and we're going to get injected with a chip you know I Julie that's happening that's true. I would have not thought to laugh about that but of course, what a great, it really was jarring. I'm like, oh yeah, look, at! I'm just sitting here in this chair tripping about everything and I forgot to laugh.
0: Well, I noticed that, so Julie listens to a lot of podcasts and um, you have this instinct, I think, to like, listen to lighter, funnier ones when you need that. You know what I mean? Like sometimes, so I think when you're looking for intellectual stimulation, you're going to listen to Dax Shepard and Armchair Expert, but you will listen to, uh, sometimes you need just Oh, yeah.
1: No, yeah. He, no, he's good. Or just, just kind of normal conversations, just,
0: yeah, um, about life. And podcast alert Bateman has a podcast, just, just to throw that out there, right? Yeah.
1: I just saw that the other day and sent it to you.
0: Yeah. I'm very um, excited about it. Big fan of Bateman. Um, and I suspect it's going to be fun and funny. I think he bring, yeah, he's bring he got the chops for podcasts.
1: Yeah, no, it should be great. Wait, Bateman and who?
0: Will uh, Arnett. Ba- Bateman and Will Arnett. Um, those of you who are deep in the Bateman uh, catalog will recognize that he and Will Arnett were brothers in Arrested Development, and Will Arnett played Job.
1: All right. So, yeah. A magician. Just remember Classic. the laugh um, and because these days will pass so the de- to the degree that we can be um up lighter
0: <laughs> I'm talking to myself oh yeah Julie's working lighter I'm, I'm just watching her work the, and right through this.
1: and um yeah so yesterday I woke up and I really was so Friday I, I found myself in a funk I did not expect just ask John it's like Oh, and then it's, oh, then we started watching the show called The Sinner, and it's it, season one, and it is we we got hooked, but it was so dark and twisted. We we're like, what are we doing? You know, reality's so that way right now, but
0: um, it manages to pull together. You know, all these, so all these yeah. like Netflix and Hulu series that are like, you know, eight, you know, eight um, episodes long, um, you know, how they all like kind of pull together like seemingly normal people into really, really awful circumstances. And these are not seemingly normal people and they're in awful circumstances.
1: Everybody's backstory is just hideous it's, and there's all this really dark, creepy stuff going on and I literally am like what are we doing what am I doing to myself because I feel super raw lately but um, so anyway the next day I woke and, up and
0: the, uh, one theme is child abuse which is one of Julie's favorites good god why did you say it I don't even know why I don't know
1: Um. anyway I was wake- I woke up in the morning and I was looking for something to give myself some happy traction for the day and there was Kathy Adams posted a picture of herself, and she'd written on her hand, Look for good things. Is that what it is? Look for the good. Look for the good. Look, look for, the, for good. the good. And it actually, oh my gosh, it changed my day. I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. So look for the good. Because we look, we all we typically are wired to focus on the negative, and it's so easy to find. And so look for the good it's a little happy reminder. Um, and also I was listening to a Dak Shepard podcast um, and it was a, it was about this guy was on talking about how you can rewire your brain and your um, nervous system, you know, with through meditation and actually some really practical steps because he said in the beginning positive things, experiences do not imprint do not stick with us you know and i which is um we have to really work on sitting with them and remembering them in order for them to stay with our bodies and souls yeah (laughs) because negative stuff really sticks oh it's sticky hard wires and so so red alert everybody you know Put your ha ha hat on,
0: (laughs) and remember to laugh, and 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 look for the good. Well, and I suppose speaking to myself, um, not just look for the good, but don't seek out the negative. Don't seek out like so. uh, One thing I do on the daily, I mean many times a day, is I will um, look for upsetting, dissenting. Information on Twitter or elsewhere, um, just so I can be like, you know, yeah, angry. you morons, <laughs> so I can be angry, right? Um, and that probably is not the healthiest thing. No. So no, I I tend to now. I'm trying to focus on the fun and the funny. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's just, yeah, it just, I, I literally was like, whoa, never thought of that. Laughing about it, <laughs> that's, a, that's a great option. So I just thought I'd throw it out there. And these
0: aren't the worst days, if you think about it. No, right? and I,
1: I, I feel like I want to go back to that again. I don't know if it was as impactful to you, but when Kathy said, if I knew this was over January 1, like I felt it right away. If someone said, Okay. As of January one, all of this hunkery downy stuff is going to be over. I would be, I would have an urgency to embrace it more fully and appreciate it. And I, so, so you know, maybe we just have to pretend that that's the case, or figure out a way to break it down. So I like that that eight week quarter online learning kind of breaks it down, you know, to a digestible, like you said. Peace, right. and I feel like you in 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 doing that, you can maximize what's positive and constructive about the experience, um, and we have to do that for ourselves because we're being told, you know, we hear on the daily there's sort of no end in sight. Now that can look like a lot of different things. It doesn't mean it's always going to be a total shit show. Like there's going to be, it's going to morph, and how can we help it morph in a creative positive way
0: look at that look at that i like that looky there and if somebody told me uh this will all end on january 1st i would think oh good god what's going to happen between now and then i'm going to go sit in the basement with a can of beans and wait
1: no you'd say i got to get a new book out by then (laughs) i probably would (laughs) or an addendum to parenting the new teen in the age of anxiety. Just a little, uh, like insert
0: a pandemic Hashtag, chapter.
1: Yeah, the pandemic pamphlet.
0: Vaping during the pandemic. <laughs> um, yeah. So look for the good, don't look for the bad. Uh, reform education. Oh yeah. And uh, no,
1: no, no big deal. Just yeah.
0: And uh, no school for eight weeks. Uh, e-learning. Okay. I think that's. Uh, I think that's what we're and looking laugh. at here. Yeah.
1: Laugh at the people that you want to clock. <laughs> Did I say that out loud?
0: Yeah, you did. And um, I don't think you were kidding, right? No. All right. Um, Love you. Love you. Bye, folks. Love you all. Folks, I don't, uh, folks is not right. Friends. Friends. I like friends. Yeah. All right. Take care, friends.